Here's your daily BM. Who are these guys? It doesn't matter. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I want to play a game. All right, all right, all right. And here we go. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Daily BM. I'm your co-host Mike with my host Brad. Hey, what's up? <laughs> And today we are live in the studio. Live. 100% live. Side by side. Yes, sir. So what's going on, man? You know, it's just another day. Yeah? Just just another day. I'm not a billionaire. So. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, you have to play in order to win, but... Yeah, I don't even... I don't <laughs> even sure that. I don't know, man. I, I, I haven't even checked, man. I could have, like, won 100000 bucks or 50000 bucks or $4 like the last one. That'd be exciting. Um, yeah, even, every little bit would be would be awesome yeah I, you know speaking of the lottery what's the first thing well besides hiring a lawyer and you know giving 40 percent of it off to the government uh what would be your what would be the first like purchase that you would get security guard really you'd hire you'd hire a security <laughs> guard you'd be afraid everybody jump your ass huh? beat your ass hey, uh, you know it, it's di- it would be different for me because i don't have like a big family and i don't have a uh Huge circle of friends, right? So I don't think I'd have the the people coming out of the woodworks looking yes, for their like handouts. Million dollars. <laughs> I mean, I have to take care of my friends. Yeah, you know, my close friends. Because what would be the point? Yeah, of having it. that much money. Yeah, not be able to take care of people next yeah. year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just my viewpoint on it. Security guard. <laughs> Honestly, there's nothing that I really want that I'd go out and buy like crazy. I mean, I probably would uh, stress out less. I mean, eventually, I'd like to buy like a nice plane, not like anything like crazy, but just like a, you know, something like a um, twin turboprop, you know, like probably around three hundred grand, something like that, three fifty. Yeah. I mean, that sounds crazy, but that's not really like that crazy when you get into the jets and the right, you know, the really crazy stuff. But I would just like to have something fun. Because yeah, you, you, you're almost close to having your uh, pilot's license, right? Uh, yeah, I just need to do the uh, written test, um, and then take the exam. I've actually got enough hours under my belt to do that, but I'm gonna go. And take a refresher course here probably next year. Yeah, with a uh, with a buddy of yours. No, I'm actually gonna go pay. To Legit. Do, I'll Legit. do the whole. I'll do the whole course. Just pay. oh, nice. Um, I mean, I don't know how that's gonna work, but I'll just figure it out. Well, you can fly now. I mean, I've seen the video of of the past when you were flying a plane. Yeah, I can land so and take cool. off, and like I know most. I know most. <laughs> just, I know most of the lingo um, by heart. I mean, there's still some of it that I need to need a refresher, especially since I haven't flown in like six eight months. I can hear the headline now. Two idiots freaking yeah. crash from no, the Daily No, because I'm not going to get, you know, okay, if we're on that topic. A lot of the times I feel like the small plane crashes are pilot error. You know, right. they're, they're, you're overzealous and you want to fly out before you're really technically supposed to be able to fly out. And what I mean by that is, is if, you know, if, you, if you're flying um, uh, with visuals only, like you're not instrument rated and your plane's not instrument rated to take off and you're taking off because you're like, I've flown this runway a thousand times i know right. where the tree line is even though it's foggy i'll be fine you end up making mistakes there you know if you don't adjust your altimeter um for the barometric pressure on the older planes um you can make mistakes there because you think you're flying a lot higher than you actually are um it's just those kind of mistakes pilot errors or you think i've got enough fuel to get me there and then you don't and you run out or you get there and there's an issue that you don't you know that's that's the kind of mistakes that you see a lot of the I'm pilots cur- making um but it's actually really still safe because you, you'll be surprised. Like when you go to the airport, how many small planes are actually in the air? 
Like it's crazy. Like oh, I've watched tons. the map thing of yeah. small planes and, and airliners. Yeah, it's like man, you and that's not about- even all of them because not all of them. I, I maybe it is now the. Because it wasn't until like I think 2020 that it was the ADS out, which that was was what broadcast the tower right. selling you planes. There was required. So before that, like you didn't have if you were under a certain size plane, you didn't have to have that. So <laughs> that sounds like that would be a little bit dangerous to me. Not really. I mean, I mean, if you're an airliner coming, well, I guess if you're in an airliner, you're no, not. No, guess it's okay. As soon are- as you fly in a controlled space. You show up on radar. Oh, the ADS, okay. the ADS out just tells you tells the tower what your tail number is and what what you're flying. So it's just that transmission, and that's what the websites use. Correct. They're not. They're not. That way they I don't tra- think they're tra- going off radar towers. I think they're going off what the, the tags, the right. tags on the plane because they're they're broadcasting where they're at at all times. Um, and you're really like, I mean, there's if you're flying in a major airport, you have to call into the airport and get into the flight pattern. You don't just come flying in, moseying right? in, you know what I mean? Oh, here I am. Now, if you have an emergency, then, you know, obviously they'll clear the area so that way you can land, but you have to have an emergency to do that. Uh, but those little guys, like the little planes, like, man, you, you'll be surprised how fast you get on the ground and how fast you get out of the way. Like, it's not like like a long period because you don't have nearly as long of a ramp down of speed. Oh, okay. So. That's why when you look at the airport, they have all those cutoffs. You know what I'm talking about? Right. I know what you're talking about. So, like, as soon as you're slow enough to make a turn, you just turn and you're off. You're off the runway. Like, I mean, it was, And then they're allowing the next one to come right on in. Yeah. Shuttle but on they, in. if you talk to a lot of pilots, um, the towers and stuff like that, they, like, err, like, a lot on the side of caution. Like, the planes can do a lot more, the big planes especially, than what they, um, allow them to mm-hmm. so that's why there's delays and stuff like that that's why some of the pilots get frustrated because they're like okay we could be going quicker than this but because of regulations and the tower and things like that they're slowing everything down right so it's pretty cool though i mean yeah i really enjoy so it. i'm just curious to ask you maybe maybe you do know this or maybe you don't i don't know but would you say like it's um statistically speaking because you're an analytical guy would you say that most of the accidents are Pilot related or mechanical related? Pilot, hundred percent. I mean, not hundred like, percent, but I'm just saying most of them are pilot errors. Errors. Well, in I judgment. mean, like, do you happen to know like that stat? I don't know the exact statistic, but I, I mean, I, I know it's it's up there that most of it. If you don't have a lot of mechanical issues on a plane because if you think about it, there's not a lot that can go wrong. Like in my Cessna, um, that I had the one seven two, I think it had like a two and a half mile glide range. Okay, from um. I think it was 5,000 feet. I'm not 100% on that, so don't quote me on that. But it has a very long glide range. So when you lose the engine, you can glide for two and a half miles before you come. You have to land it somewhere. Right. And it only needed, I think it was like 1,000 feet of runway, if that, <laughs> to land like comfortably. Mm-hmm. And less than that. I mean, I mean, I've done like 500 feet. I mean, we've landed. We've landed with pontoons on a small lake, like a right. I mean, real small lake, like retention pond style. Right. Um, not you know, it was a longer retention pond, but we landed and turned around. I mean, we were worried that we weren't gonna be able to take back <laughs> off because we didn't know if we could get enough speed. Um, so but we did. So what would happen there? You'd have to turn around and get it towed out of there somehow, some way, in order to get out there if you couldn't have the range. Yeah, pretty much. I guess I don't know. I mean, like how? I mean, I. You know, I've always heard that maybe that's just for uh, commercial airliners, but you pass a, like the point of no return. Um, no, not in a smaller plane. So in a small plane, you can hit the brakes, turn it off, and it'll come to a stop and do it pretty much at nine. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. pretty much. I mean, it's not like an airliner. You're going 200 or 300, you know, 200 something miles an hour trying to get out airborne, and then you know what I mean. So you're taking off. I think I think you're taking off around 60 miles an hour. That's it. Yeah, because you have the full flaps down and you're getting the airlift. Um, because the thing wants to fly. Right. It, so it will take off really. See, quickly. I always thought they were going faster than that. No, for some it reason. only goes 100 miles an hour in the air. Like that's that's a top. No, no, no. I'm talking about I'm speed. talking about commercial airliners, bro. Oh, commercial airliners. Yes, uh, I don't know anything about commercial airliners, but yeah, I'm sure that the, the takeoff speed is a lot quicker than that. Yeah, because I was gonna say, man, you get up and go on those suckers fast. Yeah, I mean, so I don't I, think you're going 300 miles an hour on no, the ground. No, no, no. I, I mean, mean, their cruising speeds are only yeah. like 500, 550. You know right. what I mean? Right. Unless they're in a hurry. I mean, yeah. I think I, if you have like a tailwind or something coming at you, because I know like when I traveled to um to London, it was uh the tailwind was pushing us up. Yeah. You know, pretty good. I mean, like I heard him. I, I almost felt like he didn't have the engine on. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he had to back off of it because the tailwind was so strong. Up yeah. There. I've, I mean, when I was flying my Cessna around, you know, like you can usually fly about, you know, if you're flying into it with a tailwind, it's about like, I don't know, 105 to 115 is what we were flying comfortably. Right. Um, And then with a headwind, you're flying like 85 miles an hour. So, I mean, it's like you're not like you're not really moving in this this bad boy pretty quick. But right. it is a faster travel because you're flying pretty much direct as long as you're avoiding um, restricted zones and things like that and no fly areas and because your uh, navigation system tells you where and where you can and can't fly into. So you, right. you have to fly around the restricted areas and restricted airspaces. Um. So that can add a little bit of time. And then you fly around weather. So that's the thing. I think a lot of the time that people have problems is, is they uh, overestimate their own skills and they right. get them in trouble. Yeah, they think they're ba- better than what they are. They get a little ego going. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like with everything. Like you start to get a level, a level of, you know, confidence and then you start to you start to make good makes mistakes. And that's what I guess the word I guess the word is complacency. Yeah. Yeah. You get complacent once you get to a certain level. You know, like one of the rules that we that we followed was, um, if you uh, can't see through it, don't fly through it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, what about clouds way up in the air? Like up? You don't normally fly that high. Oh, really? So planes. you're below the cloud line in in a small plane. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, what a commercial? That's when I guess the, they rely on their instrumentation to tell them what's in front of them when they're flying in the clouds. Well, when you fly above the cloud lines, you got nothing in front of you. Right, but I'm saying when they're coming the down through it or. When they're starting you, you to land. Try, you, you just send through it as quickly as you can. Like, you don't hang out in that cloud <laughs> range. You know what I mean? Like, you just... Yeah, you're not like, hey, man, this is pretty cool. I can't see shit, so I'm just going to hang around. Because you're not in a... That's not... You know, you're not at the maximum, like, fuel efficiency. when that, That's why they go so high is because it's better fuel efficiency. Oh, okay. Um, Because there's less drag, because there's less air. Right. Less, you know... So your, fuel tr- your fuel burns better, cleaner, so they'll be able to get faster. And you're above, you're above the weather systems at that point. Uh, in the smaller planes, you know, I had a ceiling of 10,000 feet, but I never got over five because, number one, it takes forever to get up there in a small plane. Mm-hmm. Like to go 5,000 feet up. I mean, it just, you see, you're, you're, it's like. 20, so where do you normally minutes. cruise at then? We were like 1,000 to 2,000 feet usually. That's, I mean, at 500 feet is when you get real good visibility of the ground. I mean, so we spent a lot of time flying around between 500 and 1,000 feet. So the biggest thing that you want to watch out there for is the towers, like radio towers and things like that. You got to make sure that you're not running into those so you want to keep a lookout right on those type of things um yeah because i think the ceiling was ten thousand, um and i think anything over that you have to have a uh pressurized cabin you know like again I, i'm a student novice pilot so i don't know all the facts specifically i'm just kind of going by what i've heard other pilots talking about and things i've read so yeah 
Well, sure, people out there much smarter than me. They're like, no, that's you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a normal everyday thing it, for me. It's, it's a lot of fun though. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I'll tell you what, coming in for the first landing was really freaking nerve wracking because you don't realize how much that, that thing wobbles. Oh yeah. And you're not, you're, it's, you're not landing it. You're controlling the fall. Really? That's because what because you you cut the engine completely, like you have like no power to the engine. Because again, the plane wants to fly. And you're basically just pointing it down towards the, the beginning of the runway, the numbers on the runway, until you get low enough to where you can start leveling it off and then you're still dropping, you know, and then you want to just touch down gently. That's kind of what you want to do. But you've got the crosswinds coming. So you always that you always want to pick the the runway that's not has the least amount of crosswind when you're coming in because if you ever look at airports, they, the runways are usually like this. Correct. So that way you can fly in depending on where the wind's coming from. So have you landed it. in crosswind? I have. It was not fun. I mean, I, <laughs> I scared the shit out of you. Um, it was a little nerve wracking. I mean, the thing is, is that you start see when you practice, you literally like we went down to like the Wachula Airport and we just literally. It's a private airport, a little not right. private, but a little. It's a little, uh, little small airport, like unmanned, unattended. Uh, they have self-serve fuel pumps there and stuff, but we would literally do like 50 or 60 touch and goes. So you're literally coming in practicing, you're touching the wheels on the ground, then you're throttling back up and taking off and then you're going around doing the full pattern. And it's kind of what landing. I see the Coast Guard do, do here all the time. Yeah, that's pretty much what you're doing and you're practicing over and over and over and over again. I haven't gone into any hairy crosswinds, um, but that's again where... You know, you really don't want to do it unless you've had a lot of skill doing it. You know, like you really, you don't, I don't know. It's like. Yeah, I, I told you about my flight coming back uh, from Atlanta into Tampa, man. And there was a storm like right there off the yeah. coast. So he was trying to beat the storm in. Mm -hmm. And that wind was coming across that runway. And he had that thing like literally turned sideways coming yeah. in. Like, and, I, and I'm going, and I'm looking out my window and I could see the runway path. Yeah. I mean, out of my side window. You're basically coming in this way and then you're turning. And then he just, he all of a sudden he just like cut that thing straight and just dropped it to the ground yeah boom and i mean that sucker hit hard and i was like oh my god oh my god thank you thank i'll tell you, you that's that's the weirdest thing is like um you know like in a car when you're moving you pretty much you're moving forward right in a plane you can you can be looking forward but moving sideways oh yeah it's the weirdest and that feeling. gives you the biggest sense of vertigo and you know get you get you can get nauseous off of it so um that's sometimes why you hear like pilots be like fly straight because what happens is, is you're holding your rudder and your plane's filing sideways because you're holding the rudder and it's going forward but it's actually moving this way because the wind speed's keeping you from going that instead of flying straight right um the other thing is is that you really got to watch your headings and stuff like that and then compensate for wind speed because if you're pointing at a sometimes if you want to go like uh say you see a point on the horizon you can't fly directly to the point you have to fly off so that way you're compensating for the wind pushing you that direction. Because if not, you'll you'll miss it. You'll miss it by a long shot because you're not flying in the right, you know, direction. Now the Navi system kind of helps you out a lot with that because it does take that a lot of that stuff into consideration. So you can just kind of stay on the line. Right. But every once in a while you have to kind of compensate for that a little bit. So that's kind of cool. Um, I, I just like it. I mean, it's just so quiet up there and so peaceful. And have you um, ever have you ever been on a train then? Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't done any long trips, but I've been on small trains. I mean, like, I've, I've never been, I have, train. like, I'm 52, man, mm -hmm. and I have never been on a train. And uh, <laughs> I was going to crack a joke and say, I've had a train run on me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there uh, we, here go. we go. <laughs> but, um, but no, uh, 
I've never been on a train, right? right? And uh, stop looking at me like that because it's making me laugh. Uh, but I've always wanted to do one. They used to do one between Tampa and here, mm-hmm. um, in or it, but on Sundays, and I don't think they do it anymore on Amtrak. But uh, you know, you see all these. I know they run every day, kind of like aircraft. But you see a lot when trains have accidents. A lot of people die, just like how it is on planes. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm statistically speaking, are you safer on the plane? Yeah, hundred percent. Versus I mean, the train track. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, well, I don't know about the train. I mean, but, but like compared to getting in a car accident, you're much safer in the air. That I've heard. Even on the smaller and planes, red. you know, like they're just they're just such a big deal that when a plane crashes, that they make a big news hype about it. Right. I mean, they don't really make. You don't really hear about crashes on the news. You know, as much like if it happens, they they'll play it while it's happening to tell you the traffic's bad, but they won't come back to it unless there's a lot of fatalities. You know, like if one person dies, they don't really talk about it in the next news cycle. If a plane goes down, that's like hot topic. You know, like you know, yeah, three plane, days, plane three crashes four in a local neighborhood. You know, like blah 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 blah. Yeah. So kills people in the home. Yada yada yada. Yeah. So you don't. I mean, the real thing is, is like you don't have to like. I don't know. Like usually when you have that type of situation, the pilot had a medical issue. Like maybe a heart attack, right? Or they've gone unconscious. But that's why they have two people in there, man. Half the time on like commercial. On commercial, yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about private. Oh, private. Yeah, commercial, yeah. you don't hear it going down very often. No, not anymore. All. Not anymore. Not even back in the day. I mean, compared to the number of flights that you had. I mean, right. you know, if if you have a thousand flights, you have one go go down. That's a one in a thousand odds. Right. You know, but I like those odds would be a little higher, my friend. <laughs> Just saying. But I mean, there's thousands of thousands of flights per day. Per day. Yeah. yeah. Across the globe, you even know? and even in, in countries where the restrictions are a little lower on the maintenance side, you know what I mean. Um, Usually, if you have some type of equipment failure, as long as you don't lose a wing, you have some ability to land the plane. Correct. I mean, and the the problem with the big jets is when they hit, they break apart. Right. You know, because of the the because you're basically just flying on a lunar frame. It's a big bus. I mean, it's an air bus. I mean, there's no, it's reason. not even a bus. It's not even that stru- not even that structurally hard. No, that's hardened. what I meant. It's but it's, it's like a, a huge yeah. bus, so it's gonna it has um, more breaking points. Yeah, you know, like it's so you got a real good. That's what happens. You know, you just break apart, and that's what kills you. Um, hmm. Interesting. So, but you have a lot of plane crashes that you know people survive too. I mean, yeah, true. Yeah. As long as you have open area, you're okay. Like a lot of times, I don't know, man. I just, it's just weird. Sometimes they're weird circumstances. Like I think a couple of them, like they said they went down, but I think they were actually shot down. Like some of the ones that were overseas and stuff like that. Remember it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. Like the one that was like Like the one that was over Russia and things like that. And the Russians were like, we didn't shoot anything, but there's proof that there was an anti air uh, missile. That was yeah. launched from their yeah, region. They, yeah, they thought it was you know thought it was something else, and yep. then that was confused. And I mean, yeah, they just their equipment's old, and it got confused on their radar. They saw it, they thought it was an enemy, and they I, shot it down. It's a very safe form of travel. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd fly over like Ukraine right now or nothing like that. I'm sure they all still uh, stay clear of that area. Yeah, they do. I'm pretty sure they just do. because of what's going on over there. But um, I love flying. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do. Like, I really want to do it more, more. Hey, man, changing gears. Um, Halloween was the other day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You got you don't you don't get any trick or treaters, right? Never, never, because the way your neighborhood's laid out, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just too, too much, much it's, too big a gap between each it's home. Too much work, yeah, it's you, too much work for. I mean, we only yeah. got we only have fourteen or fifteen houses in the neighborhood, and they're on two acres plus. So, I mean, the kids got to walk a quarter mile to yeah. get like two pieces of candy. <laughs> That's when you get in a golf cart, <laughs> go to the next house. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> lazy it just doesn't make sense. They just go somewhere, you know. They just they just go right. somewhere else. Or the, the, I know the trunk or treats are huge now. I know, and I think that really takes away from the 
um, trick-or-treating experience, in my opinion. I prefer it. I know you do. I don't because I like to scare the kids and have fun, you know what I mean, as an adult because it makes me feel like I a prefer it again. from a parent standpoint, too, because you have a lot higher probability of getting, like, safe, you know, safe candy and safe situation or trick-or-treat, less chance of getting hit by a car. Like, last night, I almost killed a family um, because they were walking across Pipkin. No, not Pipkin. Sorry. It was uh, it was a road right there by uh, Lovebirds. Um, oh, Ariana. Ariana. And they were walking through. Or Beacon. A, That's Beacon. I'm okay, sorry. Whatever. Beacon. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They were walking through the park that was extremely dark. Extremely dark. And they were literally just like meandering across the main street. and No flashlight, no nothing. No nothing. And they didn't see me. You know, I had my headlights on. And they stepped out in front of me and I had to slam on the brakes. Like. Idiots. Because they just, they weren't paying attention. Their kids stepped out in front of them, you know. So they stepped out too. And it was like, here I am. Like, I can, you know. Well, you're talking about safety, so yeah. I get that, and I and I agree with you. It's probably safer with the candy and people that are. I, I, but this is the world we've come to, man, where you can't even go do fun things like it used to be safe when we were kids growing up. Like to me, wearing those shitty masks and sweating your oh, ass yeah. off in them with the shitty. You oh, know. I just wore a sheet every time with holes cut in old sheets. <laughs> you were like Charlie Brown. Yeah, I was a fucking ghost every time. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> I remember. One, I remember one year, like they, I, they, I put that on, and I'm like running in and. I'm running the next house, and because I can not see, I didn't see the fucking hedges, and I fucking flew into the hedges, and I was stuck, and I was like just yelling for help because I was like, ah, I'm now trapped in a sheet inside of a bush. Man, if you really think about it, man, I mean, we did have great childhoods because of those experiences, man, because it is, uh, it was definitely a uh, chore to go trick or treating in those things, man, <laughs> in those type of outfits. I but, think I'd rather be a kid today. Really? Why? Because the world's just at your fingertips. Well, that's different. Now you're going a different subject. I'm, I'm, talking, I feel I'm like, talking about trick-or-treating, man. I feel <laughs> like with the trick-or-treating, you still get a really cool experience. Because what happens is, is like there's neighborhoods that have big trick-or-treating events. And oh, cars like my old, come. My old neighborhood. You know, and park, and they bring all their kids in. So you still have that in some of the areas. But even the trunk retreats, a lot of those are really freaking cool. Yeah, they do some cool stuff. I mean, you I know? used to work with a guy that he does it with his church. And he made this back of his car, like Star Wars, the Millennium yeah. Falcon dude. And it was, I mean, he like spent a month and a half, two months, like preparing for this thing. And he was like, yeah, he was asking me if I had any old, you know, pneumatic you know, switches and lights and stuff. So I was giving them, I said, hey, I said, just borrow these because they're sitting in inventory. We're not using them, you know, as long as you bring them back when you're done. And man, he had everything timing and the lights coming on in the back of the car. I mean, it was badass. Yeah, I mean, I will really say cool. that. I mean, that's really cool. So that's, a, I can understand what you're saying because the kids get to experience that for the first time. That's all they know. I'm just saying for me, experiencing what I experienced, I'm kind of like, man, I guess it's maybe the nostalgia of something going away and it's changing. Right. You know, the, the world is changing. Every, I mean, every day everything's changing. So it's just like, I don't know. Some things are, some things are best to leave untouched. <laughs> and I just feel like Halloween is one of them. But I understand the safety aspect to what you were saying. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not either here nor there. Out because I, mean, I didn't. I, you weren't a big trick-or-treater as a kid growing up, really? Not really. Uh Man, God dang, you missed out a lot of bullshit. Not really. I mean, no, I mean, I went out and got candy and stuff like <laughs> that. German parents, no, <laughs> no, I went out and got candy and stuff like that, but it wasn't like, no, nobody ever gave out like the super great candy. Oh. 
I oh, see, not us, man. Back in our day, <laughs> you were getting like full size Snicker bars. No, and shit see, like that. Yeah, yeah, it was like this, it was like the fun size stuff. But candy and, wasn't like a hundred dollars you know, for a bag either. Like yeah, it, is today. it was it was it was a fun size stuff, and it was the. Uh, I mean, but we are six years apart, which I know doesn't. No, that is a like big a deal. Lot, That's a lot. A That's almost difference. a decade. Yeah, it's a huge difference as far as like the uh, fuck you get with the old age addicts. You fucking dick. no. I'm just saying the, as far as the experience because it's like know, it's I like know. it is a big difference because like I was, you know, a child. Like I remember growing up, hearing about people putting razor blades in candy, right? And, and they la- still do. And, and now and, it's drugs and lacing candy. And like your parents would have to check your candy. And I don't. Did you have to? Did you experience that when you were trick or treating? Yes, when you I were did. Younger, I did. We still checked it for blades. It was mostly like blades, not chemical substances. So I can understand where parents are coming from today because, like, I saw a report just the day before ha- Halloween yeah. where they had a huge drug bust right. at the airport with fentanyl, and yeah. they put it inside the Skittles and shit. Yeah. How scary is that? Oh, yeah. What kind of asshole would give that out to kids to kill kids? Because fentanyl will kill you, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what happens with people that are doing heroin. But, oh, I know, I know, it's terrible. But it's just, I mean, I mean, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you to lace a kid's candy? I mean, seriously, there is something mentally fucking wrong with you to, to fuck I just with feel kids. like that is a great place for, like, shops and malls and churches and organizations to have events and have it more of a safe environment. And I don't know, I just don't, I feel like it's a lot more dangerous now because back in the day we didn't have people on cell phones driving like they do now. Right, yeah. There was a lot less danger involved. Um except for like on the serial killer side slash kids abduction side, because I feel like it was a lot easier to take a kid back in the day than it is now. Yeah, because now you got cameras, you got instant uh And parents are more vigilant. You yeah. know, parents like when I was a kid, my parents would be like, Have a great time and they'd send me out and I'd be gone, you know, I'd yeah. be gone for hours. You know, or and like and during the day it'd be like I'd be gone from sun up till sundown. Like mm-hmm. and they would yep. have no idea where I'm at because they have no way of tracking yeah. me, no way of phone calling me, like nothing. So if somebody grabbed me at say you know, eight AM in the morning, my parents wouldn't know till nine PM at night that, oh hey, he didn't show up. You know, and then it'd be another five or six hours calling all the houses and my friends, Hey, is he over there with you? Is he over there with you? No, I haven't seen him, we haven't seen him. Where could he be? You know, yeah, then the worry starts hitting into yeah, the parents. Yeah, and then start figuring out. Mine was when, when the streetlights are coming off and everybody's going home yeah, to go home. to go eat dinner, your ass better be here. So that was usually around, right. uh, during daylight savings, it was around 5, 5.30. You know what I mean? When my parents came home from work. the other And when it was daylight savings, it was usually about 7, 7.30. So we were always stoked because we got two and a half hours extra to hang out and play football and shit back in the day. I, I feel like that's, that's why like serial killers and stuff like and abductionists are less prolific now than they were in the 70s and 80s. Well, that's what got that guy caught in New York. A serial killer, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah, it was just recent, and uh, same thing. They caught him on camera, yeah, stabbing one of the homeless guys uh-huh. or something. So they recognized his face from camera, and they caught him early, dude. Yeah. So I mean, he only, he, I think he only like supposedly killed maybe three people, right. three to four people before he got caught. So, I, what's the number of that, by the way? What? How many kills do you have to have before you're considered a serial killer? Is it more than one? Is it three, five? What? I've always wondered that. Do you do you even fucking know? <laughs> I think it's four or more. Is it four or more? I think. So maybe he had four kills. I don't know. Because you have double hom- you have a homicide, double homicide, triple homicide, and then I think you go to serial killer. I think with serial killer, you actually have to have a pattern, though. I think uh, okay. It, I think it has to be over a series of times. I don't, I don't think, like, you wouldn't call a person that kills a bunch of people in one day as a serial killer. You know, they'd just be a mass murderer because they're they just killed a bunch of people one day. Like they went on a rampage as opposed, but a serial killer is like over time. 
I think, and has a pattern to it. I mean, that's something we could look up on Google. Yeah, I'm just curious. We'll we'll check it out after after the I don't know, man. I mean, you know, you feel, I, you know, you feel, like you said, I think technology has changed everything in that aspect. I mean, serial killers are probably gone the way so much of the dodo because you're going to get caught. I mean, it's just a matter of when. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like what was the one um, son of Sam? They thought they had the guy, but they're still not 100 percent sure. Oh, 100 percent. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Now they would know. DNA, everything else, you know, with DNA testing and everything else, you're you're gonna get snagged, man. So you can't commit those crimes anymore and not get caught. Yeah, it's a lot more a lot more a lot a lot a lot more difficult. A lot a lot a lot lot lot. <laughs> a lot more difficult, you know. Yeah. Um I hear you. You know, and I think that the uh but going back to the trick or treating thing, you know, I, I think that I don't think the kids today are missing out. I think they still have really good times and still have good experiences. And well, yeah, they can't miss out because they don't know those past experiences like we did. It's us as the older generation, like myself, that goes, man, the nostalgia. I don't know. Gone. See, I'm more jealous of now because, like, the kids now have like better costumes. Oh yeah, hell yeah, much better costumes. They go places. <laughs> they, they, they they put a lot less work in for a lot larger haul of candy, mm-hmm. and I think it's better quality candy. And so comes the fatness. <laughs> But no, I'm just saying overall, I feel like less know, work, more candy. I love I it. I mean, like if you take somebody from like 1950 and you compare their Halloween to like 1980, you know what I mean? Like I think I got it. You'd have a better Halloween. I got it. Next but, year. Yeah. You and I are going trick or treating. No. <laughs> Why? Don't be a pussy. We'll just go. I, I don't. How funny would that shit be? No. We just walk up trick or treat. See what they're like. What the hell? <laughs> just videotape their experiences. That'd be great. Uh, Why don't roll your eyes at me? It'd be fun. It'd be dumb. Dumb. It'd be great. They'd look at you and they'd be like, what the hell? Dude, we could go as like Monty Python or whatever. You know what I mean? It'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, whatever, man. You got to be that guy. All right, I'll find uh, I'll find another victim. Just have to take Eric with you. They won't see him. <laughs> he'll turn sideways and he'll be invisible, bro. Invisible man. There you yeah. go. <laughs> just wrap him in bandages. We had to be able to, so you could see him. We had to make him the invisible yeah. man. That would be actually a cool costume, too, because then nobody knows who the hell you are. Speaking of which, real quick before we go, I saw this freaking thing on uh, TikTok. It was this bus driver. I think he was in New York or somewhere, like a major city. Mm-hmm. And he throws what appears to be this kid off the bus. What? And these people start going nuts. Oh, but, it was a little person. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a little person dressed up I as a kid. It. Yeah, you saw it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't see the end of it. And I was like, oh my god! Like because all of a sudden the parents, the people were like, they turn around, they go, hey, this isn't a kid. This isn't a kid. This isn't a person. And the guy's like, you know, get the hell off my school bus. You know, like get off my bus now. You know, like he's just, just to like, see what the reaction they get from parents. I know. I don't. I think it was real. I think the guy was sneaking on the school bus like he's a creeper. Oh no shit! Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Maybe. We'll, have to, we'll have to look that up, man. Yeah, if, I don't know. if so, then he deserved to be dragged around the back alley and get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. That's just me. I don't know. I don't know, man. You know how I am with kids, dude. You don't mess with kids. Yeah. Anybody under the age? Of, well, first of all, you shouldn't be messing with people. You know, twenty years. I don't mess with people in general. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. But if you're if you're messing with kids under the age of eighteen, dude, you got something wrong with your ass. Yeah. I mean, because they're an adult after eighteen, so you know whether it's morally accepted or not, they're an adult. But people under eighteen, you should get your ass kicked. Yeah. Taken out to a field. Beat down, hung like a scarecrow, poured honey on, on ate by insects. You name it. And I on, on that note, uh, real quick, check out Eros Love Shop at erosloveshop.com. <laughs> Move from torture. Eddie right now is like, yeah! With, with, uh, and get 15% off with the code the Daily BM right. on your order. Oh, uh, no, it's Daily BM. Daily or, BM. Yeah, it's Daily BM. Daily BM is Correct. your code. 
to get 15% off now until Black Friday on any type of sexual device that you want, torture or not torture. I'm actually actually buying a couple of things this week. I'll tell you about it later. A couple of flashlights. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Tiny, medium, and small. (laughs) <laughs> See which size fits. Actually, that's small, and I thought he would have an XS, but there is no XS on there. XXX. XXXS. But um, yeah. yeah, it's really cool, man. No. So yeah, make sure you guys go there. Yep. And uh, Brad, where can they find us on the social? Uh, you can find us on the Tiki Talk and on the Tweet Machine at underscore the Daily BM, Facebook, Instagram, um, at the Daily BM. Go ahead, give us a follow. We'll follow you back. Uh, it is us. We respond to everything, by the way, if we don't have a third party doing it, um, like some people we know. And uh, don't look at me. I'll tell you about it later. Oh. But um, also... Uh, I want to have a third party doing it. And <laughs> shit, so cut down on the workload. Yeah. Um, info at the Daily BM. Go ahead and shoot us an email, as usual, and uh, or visit the website, thedailybm.com. Mikey, got anything before we get out of here? Yeah, don't forget to leave us a review if you like the show. That'll help us get seen by other people. Yeah, please do. More the more. better. What's that? explored more i don't know where they came from wait are we still talking about the show (laughs) yeah (laughs) are you talking about something else no whatever (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well we'll catch you tomorrow on the next episode and we'll see you on the flip side have a good one